Welcome to the living room. Please make yourself at home. This week I spoke with the perennially wonderful and absolutely talented Charlene Gibbs and Sammy Rotham from Notting Kula. This is actually the second time we talked together for the show since Sammy wasn't part of our first round. We may or may not ever release that first conversation. Who knows? But I really love this one too. We talked about collaboration on someone else's work, the different modes of making music for recording versus playing live, and of course, actually finishing art. You can find their music online at naninkula.bandcamp.com or just naninkula.com. This was a really lovely one. Let's go. I didn't tune my guitar. Me either. You can do that. <laughs> do you like playing uh, DC? It's fun. It's a fun do you like time. it? I do like it. But it was like a random group. It was like That's two real. anime lovers, three like like black guys in their thirties that like had real jobs and like this comedian, this Asian guy who's a comedian, and then like me, like <laughs> oh my god. Like such a random group of people playing D D on the internet together. No, in real life. Oh in real life. Yes. No way. <laughs> No, no way. I found them. Oh up. my god. <laughs> that's amazing. I think that's how that happened. I'm pretty sure it was like something to do with like the Orange County Reddit thing. I don't know. This was like t- three years ago, two years ago. So I'm impressed. That's yeah, but then we did a campaign with with uh, Chris Fountain's brother, Matt Fountain. Yeah. And we did a campaign with Derek Humphrey. Yes. And then we did one with Kyle. Um, who else do? Is that it, right? I've only heard about the the Matt Fountain campaign because I know he's like very strict. Um, very yeah. strict. Yeah. Derek was very strict too, though. Not as strict. He was more strict for me. But no, we had a lot of fun with the the. St- I had fun in all of them. But I really liked Matt Fountain's thing because it enabled us to like really learn how to play the how game. To play the game yeah. And then also it um, it uh, what did it do? It was like more like the real thing. Like we had like real D and D bosses. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when we played with Kyle, it was really fun for like the hot sack that we did at the old house. Is it happening? It's happening. You recording? Is this thing on? You start recording? Mm hmm. You're listening to Radio Lab. Short! (laughs) (laughs) Do you listen to that? (laughs) 
with Chad Evanrod. Yeah. For this story, <laughs> we go to balloons in three acts. Yeah. did just her. Really? Yeah. Wait, more questions? Kind of, I had a legal pad. That's normally what I have. Why didn't you have a legal pad today? Is this I not legal? forgot the legal pad. But it'll be fine. Oh, okay. Get this B in tune. Are you serious? Yeah. No, we can go. You can start it with me tuning. That's no. no. The set. It's a big portion of our set anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we just, we start by you guys starting a song. I knew that. Right. So do that whenever you right, want to. Our best. All right, this song is called "Distance." Through the window, see He'll show you grass appear like the spinning wheel of a ship that carries a burden. No. Oh, to find his We sail until the fog clears around the peaks We will gather our opinion And it's really, really quite simple When you're obsessing over a before and after What is a replacement when nothing's gone, nothing's wrong, I won't let you predict my
<laughs> yep. Cool. <laughs> it's really cool hearing them acoustic. This is interesting. This is me. interesting for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing the bass parts on acoustic. So yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, can you introduce yourselves and the band and what you <laughs> normally play? <laughs> introduce the band. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm Charlene. And I play guitar and sing in a project called Nanin Kula. I thought you were introducing it. I'm Sammy. I play bass. And uh, we have a keyboardist named Austin Page, who's amazing and incredible. And a drummer named Cameron Miller, who's also amazing and incredible. So that's the band. That's the band. Yeah. Yeah, but here we are. Playing acoustic guitars is really out of our element. <laughs> really? Well, uh, you wrote all the songs in acoustic guitar, so it's yeah. not that out of the element. Yeah, but, but. I, I play, I maybe I play acoustic guitar like once a month. But I don't. Mm. I'm usually on. A I lot. don't play acoustic guitar. Well, I mean, I do, but not in the band. Yeah, not as like a thing yeah, that no, you're no. handing to people. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, this is a. Sammy and I like we jam a lot on acoustic guitar at home, but it's. <laughs> it's more like yeah like she she writes the songs on guitar and then comes to me with bass so i don't i don't the first time i ever played these parts on acoustic guitar was like five nights ago mm-hmm. not to say that we didn't prepare for your show but you, know. oh, you have before though we did one song on electric we did distance but we just played and i just went yeah i think but i never i've never gone like this on acoustic guitar <laughs> Sounds cool. <laughs> it does sound cool. If I had a baritone, it'd be a different story. Yeah. Hmm. Wait, so you write the bass parts too, or are you? No, oh, okay. no, hell no. I mean, kind of. She kind of does, but kind of not. I, I guess we can explain the yeah, process. Yeah, I'm asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, when I first brought Sammy into the project, I made him aware that I wanted him to be writing it. Because there's been other projects where I've written parts for for uh, like session musicians and stuff like that but I mean this wasn't going to be that kind of project I wanted to be more collaborative and so I just played the songs for him he invented bass things and I basically took motifs that he played and 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 imparted that in other arrangements in the song and stuff so he actually really made an impact on like how it ends up in the end because you know okay no because that's what i thought it was i just i I heard like she the the whole way this happened was she wrote a bunch of these songs when she was 14 15 16 and and so on and then showed them to me when we were 19 or 20 so this was a long time ago now you know now that we're in our 30s (laughs) for all you listeners out there we're not really in our 30s we're in our 40s and um and she uh she said, this is my song. Can you come up with a bass line to it? So I worked really, really hard with her to craft bass lines to the music. And it's the hardest work I've ever done in my mm-hmm. entire life. It's cool. very intense because the way that I envision a song that she presents to me is so different than the way that she envisions a song. Because she has this weird, crazy thing going on in her head with gears and weird magic sorcery that turns around and creates this 
music that I would have no clue of how to even conceptualize it. But you didn't so, have a hard time. No, making... but so so she would give me something and I would say, okay, well, what about this part for this? And then she'd go, yeah, that's cool uh, for this time, for this one time of this part that's played four times and five times throughout the song. But for the next, you know, 72 times, I want you to do it this way and this way and this way. <laughs> so then we come up with the next part that's kind of similar to that or a little bit different. And But she'd still give me the flexibility to, to improvise and make it up my own way. But it was very, it's very specific and calculated each part once it's laid down. So yeah. then based on that, so like we have a song called You Keep Me Like This where I knew I wanted it to be a very Wilco bass line. Even though the song is like some weird, you know, electronic song from outer space. And, and I, I imagine Wilco. So can you play the chords? Uh, you're in a weird tuning. But anyways, I guess I came up with the... she took that and that's what the violin players ended up playing and that's what some of the other string things and some of the other electronic things ended up yeah, playing so that this, motif the synthesizers and the 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 strings all ended up playing the bass line that he okay so it kind of became central to it in a yeah, sense so that's what I, that's what i meant by yeah like his bass yeah. motifs ended up like actually influencing the arrangement. Yeah, it's a dialogue between. Yeah. yeah. But when I wrote that part, I had it in like three verses and it ended up in one and then an outro. So it ended up a lot different than I had anticipated, but for good reason, because the parts that we ended up coming up with later were actually really cool. So, yeah. I feel like that's because you guys come from, or I'm assuming you guys come from like different musical backgrounds, just like what you started listening to when you were younger and then how that just like influences where you what you play and what you like. It's like a very contentious issue between Sammy and I. I think it's, I think it's more how she writes music. Yeah, she, she's really good at writing music on her own and coming up with songs, and then taking stuff from other people, and then kind of uh, like collaging it together and figuring out how it flows in a really artistic, like a composition way. She's she's a good composer, whereas for me, yes. I don't consider myself a composer. I'm like a band member, so when I get together with somebody in a room, it's about me jamming and hearing how it sounds in that specific moment. Whereas she can hear that and then go, oh wow, I envision it in these thousands of different ways and then puts it together on her own and then brings it back to the band and says, this is how, you know, I envisioned it. And then, I mean, when we went can to start play playing the songs live, parts, yeah, <laughs> when we started playing the songs live, I had to relearn all the music that I had already played for it because it was so... Even though my bass lines were really similar, the music itself was so different than when I had laid down yeah. my scratch bass track. Yeah, the live the live versions of the material are a different animal. And also everyone takes a bit more liberties in terms of improvisation and definitely. stuff. Oh, definitely. Drums. Um, <laughs> and keys. And, I mean, that's that's the fun part about it. So, When you guys play live, it's like... It feels completely different from the recorded definitely. stuff. Definitely. Like, and... Uh, that was something I was definitely struggling with initially because the whole our whole thing was how are we gonna make it the same and yeah which is and, a moot question I feel like just because it, it is inherently different I feel like it there is some potential to be the same but in our our small band format, we play DIY shows, we use Ableton Live for like manual triggering. There's no um, 
No playback. There's no playback. That was like a rule that I, and... that I had. It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to play in this band if we have to have a click. I mean, I won't play with a click anyways. Um, which I... a lot of people which who make, I guess, my sort style of, yeah. of stuff that I do use a lot of playback live. A lot. Yeah, they do. And I just, I'm like totally uncomfortable with that. I feel like it can't be spontaneous. Exactly. No, I completely agree. I'm like, and I wanted to see this move and like yeah. dance around. If the, if the song, if the band decides to speed up, whether it's on purpose or accident, it just happens. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. a part of what's cool about the show. Every show is going to be slightly different instead of seeing the same exact set every day. Yeah. Gives well, you a reason. Because it is a show. It's the, the yeah. improvisation is like what you're kind of like paying money for. Because totally. you can, you can, I mean, eventually you can listen to it the same way every time so if eventually you... <laughs> so if you go to a show it's like okay this is a different experience it's not it isn't the recorded material it makes it worth paying three nights to see the same band at the will turn yeah versus just going once yeah well i mean there's uh i just think that the 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 recorded versions are just so nurtured and so just automated in terms of effects and the, obviously the extra orchestral sections with the horn players and violinists that don't appear live with us um, so it's just definitely a bit more raw live but I like it because yeah it's 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 like the lush layered and like cared for child versus yeah. like the ones kind of like running around mm-hmm. in yeah. the backyard <laughs> also I just I get to be way more aggressive yeah, live. which is a thing I love about yep. watching you guys. <laughs> and yeah, I I feel like I'm like always during the middle of the set. I remind myself, like, get those like emotions out, get it out, <laughs> get it out. You know what I mean? Because this is your chance to be intense. Yeah, when when you play <laughs> when you play live, you're like incredibly compelling. Like I'm like very much like just looking at you, which I feel bad because Sa- sometimes no, Sammy please. has tried to like get my attention during a show, and I'm like I did not. <laughs> Maybe look it's at just him. specifically you because like I'm humping your your direction, but like no, please focus on her. I'd rather just be in the background, you know, humping and do my own thing. But... It's funny because Sammy's when I see his band play, I. <laughs> He's like, you weren't looking at me. No, it's not. <laughs> you obviously don't get it, but it's fine. I was looking at you to see if you're looking at me, and you weren't. Like, oh, I don't I'm remember sorry. her saying that, but... Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just put that on the record. <laughs> I always look at him. I And I like looking at, at our people on stage while we're playing, too, because it gives us good connection. Oh, yeah, I'm constantly making eye ca- contact with the... The rest of the band members. Yeah, I, my, I'm a bit limited in my eye contact, but I, I like it when I, when I do have When it happens, it's like, oh, there you are. <laughs> I guess one of the cool things, too, that I wanted to mention about, um, about playing live, it's weird and cool, but so all these songs were, were written and, in a sense, they're done. I mean, they're, they're mixed, and she has these finished songs that we then relearned as a band to play live. But from playing it live, we've come up with really interesting and cool parts. Mm-hmm. that aren't on the record yep. that we yeah. go oh man I wish this was on the record and on the okay. other hand there's other songs that we're starting to play now that aren't 
on going to be on this record that she hasn't recorded yet. So now we're coming up with parts that you know Austin's playing uh, more Nord, less sample-based stuff for for some of the songs. So when we go to record that, I feel like it's going to be totally different in the way that it's laid down versus how these ones were. It's almost like the opposite approach. These ones we've learned how to play live. Now we're going to record them, whereas the other ones are we recorded them and then we had to learn how to play them live. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's alive. It's sound. cool. No, I, I, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, we just want to hear the next record and not see it live. Yep. It's the opposite. <laughs> uh, can you please play another thing? Yeah, sure. Do you want to play You Keep Me Like This since you already have brought it? Yeah, we can do that now. Okay. That's fine. Let me make sure. Oh, crap. (laughs) Okay, one more time. Take two, take two. I thought I did that, I didn't. Okay, there we go. Okay. What do you want to start? Just right. Okay. One, two, three, four. giving in you spent all your luck on the mystery and now you're here so soon ah, ah, I suppose it's quite confusing when we chose with her we bloomed fortunately we ended up with a product like us we ended up with something we're proud of i don't know exactly what you write into i don't know if we even should continue it's just the things that make us whole yet make us different it signifies the interesting oversight of the best and the worst of the best who keeps you like this and these highs and states of momentary bliss what keeps you clever will keep you most likely forever Oh man, 
this or anything I get it everything is cheesy I accept it Ooh, you think everything's your fault but you don't even have a single bad thought yes I tried to get sucked in the ridiculous yes I try to be inconclusive in what you're into I don't care just as long as it's meaningful So suddenly you'll trust I find myself witnessing over and over And over asking one to try So goddamn bother Hard to listen Anyone You know you have had Have had fun So let me tell you that it's just begun Ending, yeah. The Ouroboros is biting his ass again and again and again. But kiss me like this in his head and say so. Austin's keyboards. I'm glad you played that song because it allows me to ask this question. So that's the only song that I've heard that like I was uh, like kind of immediately able to or at least feel like I understood what the song was about. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> In terms of like um, lyrics. Oh, okay. Subject cool. matter. Yeah, doesn't you know? Relevant. What were you thinking? <laughs> I, I thought you meant in terms of like understanding the song like it in your head because your music's weird in a good way. Okay. I don't even know how to elaborate. Yeah. The, like the viscerality the, of yeah the music itself and the way things layer on yes, to each other. That's that's. Thank you for being so eloquent. In the way it's oh yeah, that is very eloquent. Good job, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot going on there too, but like I feel like that's more speak that sort of thing that, like speaks for itself, whereas. The these, other other part requires like content are, analysis. Yeah, this is these are the newest lyrics. On the, are they? Yes. This okay. used to be a completely different song, and I was like, no, these <laughs> lyrics do not like match what I feel right now anymore. So I took the chords and I just made a completely different vocal arrangement uh, in terms of melody and words. And um, it's a lot more meaningful. The I actually was between um, with the album title between this song and put it with mine mm. 
because this song was that important to me but it's it's a complicated it's a complicated song i like put it with mine as the album title yeah (laughs) i think it's a good like phrase (laughs) yeah it's a it's a interesting one no yeah um but i was but i was just thinking thinking about that because well now knowing that's like one of the newer things you wrote Mm -hmm. the rest of the songs i feel like have a vintage to them is the word i want to use vintage Uh. or vintage charlene (laughs) (laughs) is that i I can see that definitely is that i don't know i mean how do you feel about those songs because they come and i I guess i'm asking like how the evolution of the band has happened and the songs have occurred because you wrote these songs when you were like a young teen Uh and then time passed then you met sammy and then more time passed then you actually got you're getting around to recording them and yeah like, it well, affects your art differently than i feel like a lot of people yeah have to deal with yeah oh man it, there's well there's been many times that i've tried to record these songs in different kinds of with different kinds of musicians different people different places but I got to the point in my audio engineering abilities to be able to record myself in the way that I want to. And it's taken me, what, 10 years to realize that stuff. Cause that's a big part of my, my, uh, my past in terms of becoming a musician. It kind of went hand in hand, me learning how to play guitar and me learning how to record. And I've, it's taken me 10 years to, finally be like yes now I'm going to record these songs the way I want to and also I'm at the best musician capability of musicianship to record them well Mm -hmm. too does it make sense yeah does it make sense to you Sammy okay yeah so uh like bringing other people into the project like Sammy because the songs are since they've come from such a far away place it's been interesting involving more people and actually had some like weird mental breakdown (laughs) when we first started working on the songs for live because i was like this is such a new experience for me inviting you guys to play these super personal pieces of music and it's just something that i had to get over and not be so selfish about or <laughs> not be so insecure about or or something does it make is yeah, that no, yeah was it like the act of collaboration or is it just showing or even like even just like showing these things to people kind of both just because i've been so guarded with my recordings um uh being able to say like oh now we're all like representing this piece of emotional thought that I'm presenting in this song. It was just such a different change than me just playing by myself to people or just singing in my bedroom or something. Yeah. And then uh, we still had to figure out how we were actually going to play the songs. <laughs> so, so you have like that that personal element to it, and then how how do you get all the weird crazy sounds like typewriter sounds and cash registers and, <laughs> and weird people moaning like how do you how do you reenact <laughs> weird people moaning through a synth ran through reactor like how do you 
how do you do that? And I think we came up with the idea that we would just sample the samples. And then yeah. it was basically we play Inception oh. every time we play live. Um, yeah, it's like a big Christopher interesting. Nolan thing. Oh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. What? <laughs> so, so we sampled her samples, and then what we do is we assign each sample to a different key on a MIDI controller. So Austin oh, has okay. Austin has his Nord that he's playing, you know, standard keyboard, whatever. But then he has the weird-looking flower keyboard above that, that um, each note is essentially it, it triggers a different sample off of what he's supposed to play. So I don't know how the hell he does it. He's basically a professional button pusher where he has to remember, okay, so C7 is typewriter one and the next note He's referring is, to distance, by the way. Yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> but you do have weird-ass samples like that. Like, yeah, you hit one, it's like this big, like, orb, like... There's definitely, like, a lot of known non-tonal hits a lot of it well yeah that's something so I like he has a lot. to remember that and and that's where a lot of those weird sounds come from but then the other half of that is for doing things with pedals or um cameron turning his brushes upside down and hitting it with the plastic side of it which he does on unless you know weird mm-hmm. stuff like that so it's uh, and some of the samples too are back in vocal samples like weird yeah. harmonies, harmonies and sounds Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but they're all—they all have to be played in real time. And we kind of had to choose what. Yeah, I was gonna—I was about to ask, like, which ones, which samples made the cut, and which ones didn't for uh, when you do a live performance. I know. Well, we listened through. I mean, yeah. I—I I basically said which ones I thought were key to me that I heard, where I was like, oh, if that's not on there, it sounds weird. And she yeah. did the same thing. And, and everyone has different opinions. Like, how come exactly. this one's not in? This is the one that stands out to me, and this is the one that needs to be on here and like no this is uh, this is the one that needs to be here so we kind of had to choose because they're they're um some samples are like time base samples so that he had to we couldn't just put everything in there at once if there's like syncopation going Mm -hmm. on with different samples because if they were on on time with each other i would have been able to to layer them at the same beat but since some samples are coming in at different ri- on different rhythms, he like can't physically play both of them at the same time. Yeah. So that's where we had we... to just choose which one was the most had a convenient factor and was memorable the most memorable and... from the record. Yeah, and yeah. some of that we would just have to change sometimes. Like there's sections in, of course, where we just went, you know, this is not working no matter oh, yeah. what we do. So why don't we just try keeping the rhythms the same or changing it slightly? And then I end up liking the part even more, but it's, <laughs> that's what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to, um, we yeah, some songs we had to completely change parts because there was just no way of adapting. <laughs> yeah, Austin's crazy and amazing. I have no clue how he remembers what note, you know. He's on, the, he's on a different plane of... Or he's just randomly smashing them. It just sounds really cool. Yeah. <laughs> when you change a part, is that just, is it trying, like, when I, I guess, is it a, is that adapting the thing that was in the recorded version? Or is it like, oh, we should just try something else completely? Uh, I think, and of course, like he mentioned, it was just trying something else completely. But it was also because the other way didn't work. We couldn't, we had tried and it just didn't feel solid. It didn't feel right. And it felt like mm-hmm. it was kind of, just weird so we decided let's try something new you know mm-hmm. and see how that works but sometimes it... and we'd all have to agree on it too if yes. someone didn't like it then we couldn't do it then we'd we just to, sit there we'd have to <laughs> all be on the same no yeah page. that's important though. but there are a lot of parts too where 
like Austin or Cameron will come up with something really interesting or unique that wasn't on the recording and then we'll go oh just play that instead or let's rewrite the part around that part mm-hmm. and that's why we have a lot of cool outros for songs that aren't on the record uh, to the dismay of all of Austin's friends mm-hmm. but um, but yeah so we'll sometimes that'll happen we'll go that was a really cool part what can we do with that or how can we change this part to to make that more focal yeah and also we <laughs> we like a challenge too so a lot of these extra things that we play are are like maybe like fun things that are perhaps a bit technical but we want to incorporate into it because we think it's just really fun to play she has a secret prog rock background that nobody knows about that's gonna come come out right now with it she's a a really big um prog rock fan yeah yeah are you yes like weird metal prog rock (laughs) nobody listening this would even know like weird shit (laughs) stuff that you know is not yeah, we don't need to get into that right and now. So, <laughs> but it's really funny. Like, we would be more fit playing a show with, like, Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum than but Bjork. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, in our live feel. Yeah, yeah, in live feel. I mean, I just like to... I like to... After playing live for a year, it's really helped me discover more of what kind of musician I am, too, and what I like to play. Because now it seems that what I like to play... And my live format is completely different than, you know, the soundscapes and, like, technical production and, like, compositions that I make. It's, like, a whole different world that I'm basically having to, like, leave and enter. And make amends with. Yeah. Do you think it's allowing you to become less precious with the stuff you're working on? Or is it just, like, I have have this mode and I have that mode? It's modes because... um, I'm just still completely psychotic about compositions and oh, totally. and mixing and uh, I don't know when that's going to leave. One of the things I really want to do, and I know a few of us have talked about doing, is doing recording live versions as an actual recording so that you you have, you know, the studio version and then the live studio version. Mm-hmm. So you can actually <laughs> see how, you know, you it, if you're really into that, then in 10 years if, you know, you... For some reason, we're not playing shows because we've just we're taking a break recording now. And for you, and somebody wants to listen. Yeah, that's the other approach. But you, they want to hear. Oh, how did they play distance in two thousand and sixteen? There's or only those, you know. But I think it's cool. It's really important to document. No, yeah, it is that that you're doing. yeah, it becomes it's, an element of documentation. Yeah, just, so I yeah. feel like it's important to have all those. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't even think about that when I started doing it. I didn't know it'd be such a different yeah. world. It's all new to me. And new to everyone. I <laughs> also want you to know, like, I'm not, like, this isn't, like, a criti- criti- criticism of... Because we've talked about this before. Just the... <laughs> <laughs> the tisk-tisk. It's not, though, because, like, know. yeah, it's... You have to make the art that you want to make. And whoever, whatever path that is. Oh, the that's dragons. Yeah, the dragons. We talked about Uh-oh. that. Uh-oh. The dragons hoarding the gold. Yeah, I get it. Okay, <laughs> We're not... Neither of us are hoarding the gold. We're not Smaug. We're not Smaug. We're not Benedict. It's fine. (laughs) No, no. It's just making sure that it's good. Yeah. No, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That it's right. I mean, we're not Axl Rose either, but, you know. Also, because there's just so many different ways of making something, and I don't want to, like, you have to feel like I'm saying, like, there's a better or, like, worse way. Yeah, yeah, I understand. (laughs) 
No, I like am constantly getting shit about this. Okay. You have no clue. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, because like after like having a lot of these conversations, I'm just like everyone has their own way of doing something. Mm-hmm. There isn't. I can't say I don't have the authority. No one has the authority to be like there is a better. You have to make something that you like. This is the structure and the format. Here's your like. Uh, what's those things those teachers give you for syllabus? Yeah. Here's the syllabus that you need to meet when you make music. All the requirements, and this is this is the, the deadline. Here's you know? the Sibelius that you need this when you're gonna make music. Stupid. Sorry, very nerdy. No, it's not. Audio joke. No. no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I've been Sammy's band, Tubby Boots, just recorded in September. Yeah, the end of September. And um, I mixed their record in, what, two months? Yeah. Six, I mean, like six songs. Six songs. But plus the five other ones. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So imagine them just, like, they're getting their record out. I don't know when it's going to come out. But... but it took us, you know, two years to figure our shit out and to yeah. get our stuff together and to be able to play the songs in the way and document the songs in the way that we heard it in our head. And... Then once we, we had everything together and we had a drummer and everything, it was like, oh, boom, just came right together. Mm-hmm. But her music is so different because it's like we can record all that stuff live, but then it's still, she's going to start messing with things and, and running them through things and putting interesting effects. Whereas yeah. the Tubby stuff is more like, here's the song and how it sounds yeah, yeah, and you can make a few production choices here and there. You hear the overdubs. But this is not very different than how if you were seeing us live. So that's, that's the major difference. Mm-hmm. Her stuff just takes time. Sometimes it'll she won't work on a song for three months or two months because it's like that's where she feels her maximum capacity is for you know that song for that moment. Yeah, but, but then all of a sudden there. she'll be sleeping or driving in the car and and I've seen this a thousand times where she'll go she'll have some weird melody come to her head and she'll record it on her phone and then all of a sudden that's a major part of the song six months or a year after she'd recorded it. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, where the hell did that come from? And what happened to that other section that was there? But this that's is really gone. cool. <laughs> so, you know, that's very the opposite. Whereas Tubby, it's like, cool, that's the song. And here are a few other beautiful parts to add on top of it, you know? Yeah, it's definitely, there's no plan. I don't have any plan. Yeah, but I like how you play though, so... Yeah. And when I say play, I mean like play with the art. Ah. Yeah. It's good. It's like a painter. Is it though? Yeah. It's Painters like a, are it's done. Like, it's like a painter with acrylic paints who keeps just painting over their old painting to and adding layers and making it, you know, more interesting. Yeah. yeah you're, you're an artist, so you could come up with a better analogy than that. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of a, a, like a visual analog. I couldn't think of one on the fly right it's just now. just like so. enabling all your layers in Photoshop. Turning the <laughs> eyeball on. Actually, that there you go. The difference between a digital artist and a traditional artist. Mm. Like, a lot of digital artists, because you can fix your things mm-hmm. so quickly, you end up, like, just working on stuff forever. Whereas, like, a lot of, like, traditional artists, since they have to make choices, then they do that. That's that's kind of interesting, but as my boss says, your the album isn't done until you've run out of money or time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we well, have, yeah, exactly. and our and our record isn't costing no, the, any money, the, yeah. <laughs> and and it's not due to the record label because there is no record yeah. label, so there is no time limit. Oh, so this could go on forever. Thinking of that, yeah. Well, that's I, the thing with, with art. You can also make the argument that it's never done. Yeah, that that's like a thing people say as a cliche. So also speaking I don't know, of just that, just a big cliche. <laughs> um, another part of 
why this process has been so long is we kept on upgrading our studio you did and moving you kept, so a lot of things have happened i'd be i'd yeah. wait for like sammy made a microphone made the 251 the tall funk uh, yeah and so he, she waited months to record vocals but this was like three years ago so. i know well i'm just saying i <laughs> there was times where i'd be waiting for a specific equipment yeah um we have the a tape machine we have a 24 track a two-inch MCI, MCI J16, and um, at some point in time, I thought it was a great idea. Which it was. It was cool <laughs> to run stems, uh, basically just grouped audio tracks um, of my music and bring it to the tape machine so I can sing to tape. Oh. And um, so that the other tracks would get some tape color yeah. and some saturation and some yeah know, just sound and. I mean, a lot of artists have done this who, who like... I mean, a lot, a lot of people... Yeah, I think they <laughs> ran, I, mean, I don't know if they ran individual tracks, but a lot of a lot of artists will do it and they'll run... They'll do their final mix down to two tracks. So when you when you do an entire mix, it goes down to the la, you know the stereo left and right. That's what you're hearing from your yeah. headphones. Mm-hmm. And they'll run that down to tape and then their mix and then they'll have it mastered. Sometimes it's mastered directly from tape to vinyl. Sometimes it's just right back in the computer and mastered there. She did it where... You know, if she had three guitars on a track, all those guitars would go to one track. Or yeah. the drums. Instead of being kick drum, snare, overheads, it'd just be the drums. So it made it well, really be, difficult. They'd be, they'd be stereo buses. They'd be stereo buses of certain just groups that I wanted and to effects. bring into there. And I would sing into the tape machine or do some other kind of overdubs and then bring it back and then remix it. And remix it as stems and like, man, that. Those, there's so many problems. But some, some, <laughs> some songs are like that even at parts. I think you're saying you keep me like this. There's sections of it where that's just the tape section. And then there's parts where there's, or even specific instruments where they're digital and some are tape. And um, I know some songs are full tape and distance. some songs are hybrids and some songs are not tape at all. Um, mastering. So, <laughs> huh? I said mastering, you know, make it, because they're all so different. But all the songs sound so different anyways than one another. Yeah, well, I know, um, like, Lunch, We Come For Lunch, that song is is all tape stuff. I didn't amend anything digitally after, hmm. so it's that's been an interesting thing. It's been a long ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you just play something else? Yeah. Um, you know, laughing? Yeah. We have time for two songs, right? Or one song. You've got a long one but no determination in your eyes. You've heard myself calling, sing out of my eyes. Now help me do very and play sympathize. La da 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 da
da-da-da-da-da brow Oh, daddy-dee-a-dee, I can't chop this here wood And my legs are also tired And my arms are no good Oh, don't walk away, oh, you've misunderstood Now please come back and do what you should So, 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 my record play your goals I don't even know is my friend oh Pull up your anchor and sail to the shore Cause boy, you know that I don't want your battleship No more bullshit, yeah Where is my smiling the joy I had before? Everything changed when you walked through my fucking door Oh, throw, throw, throw you out of my window You have should have done as long We're so used to playing this like huge extended. I was going into it. I was ready. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Cameron. I'm not you. <laughs> but I tried to do the Spanish flamenco thing. The. Nice. <laughs> it came across a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Only I was more Spanish. Oh, yep. Well, um, shows that question. My fun, my fun closing question is: What was a uh, the like the best show you've ever played or like the most interesting that's happened an interesting thing that's happened at a thing you've played at with Nani Kula? yeah or in general doesn't matter i think my favorite was the first night owl show with cameron what because it was so crazy we'd like been playing with him for six weeks eight weeks or something and i just remember looking back and like he has this massive kick drum it's i don't know if you've seen no you haven't seen him it's a 26 inch it's a john bonham kick john bonham kit the whole kit okay. i remember going holy shit i can't believe he's like using this kit in this space that's like smaller than this living room it's where's like the, the size, it's in fullerton it's okay. like a coffee place but it's outdoors so it's actually really cool uh, and, and like the lighting rig and all this stuff whoa dude and this it's guy awesome. arthur does sound does a really good job yeah, and right. um and it was just a really cool 
it was just really memorable because it was our first time I remember looking back like being like holy shit I can't believe we're doing this like so quickly and it was just really fun you know what this is completely separate from our new live experience but a cool show that you and I played was when at Mech World when I was 19 and I was wearing the wig and I was wearing the wig were you we wearing? were both wearing wigs. I was wearing the Sabrina wig. The blue, the green wig. No, I was wearing. You were wearing this. I was wearing my Sabrina wig. <laughs> I was wearing my mom's wig. I, I, I need, <laughs> I need context. <laughs> what, what? I mean, if you really I just to... started playing. Um, I wanted to play live, and Sammy was like, "Play live, play live," because his band was playing live, and I was. We had a residency at this at this place called Mick World, which was in a really seedy part. Of, of mid city, where is I, that? I don't. It was just very. I don't even know where that across was. from where we were, it was very scary. It, I think there was some some crack stuff going on. And yeah, the place itself. The place itself was was cool, but it wasn't that. You know, I didn't. It feel was safe. just. You know what? It was like a really true DIY mm-hmm. like punk outpost where people are just like sleeping there. Oh yeah, and stuff like and an we, actual like squat. It was kind yeah, of scary. kind of a <laughs> little bit. And yeah, we, and they were Wednesdays at McWorld, so we'd be going on at like midnight or one in the morning on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the worst time and day in the worst area. It could barely have been worse. But it was. <laughs> but a lot of cool people showed up, and we had a lot of cool bands play with yeah. us. Yeah, every Wednesday in April of whatever year that was. But, so she played the last show. Yeah, I, I actually did. This was my only two shows where I did like an Ableton live backup. She had weird ass drum stuff going on, and I, I was, played bass and she played I guitar was learned, and sang. I think I just learned how to use Ableton back then, like 2008. And your mom came to that show. Oh. And you played. Oh, I played. I played Spunk in your butthole. She played in front of her mom. <laughs> Oh my god. It's a rap song that I have. <laughs> that, you know. Where is that? I want to hear that. No, you don't. It's a great song. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, but, um... So... That was very memorable. <laughs> yeah, that was very memorable. Yeah. I really liked playing that show. You had wigs? Well, I wore a wig, so I looked like a woman named Sabrina. My head was shaved at that point, and I wanted hair, okay. so I was wearing one of my, like, my mom's wigs from her, like cancer treatment time <laughs> it's it very uh in- intense but uh um we had these i made these super weird instrumentations of like a song that no one really knows about called irk and stuff with like i had it was like really industrial sounding and it was just me feeling out what it was like to play electric guitar live the song was supposed to be on this record but it's not yeah but that that was really memorable for me, just because it was my first real, real time of of like I'm gonna be a <laughs> play electric guitar wow, and like do this crazy music. Was and, it like one of your first like shows ever? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a special moment. Yeah, <laughs> I'm imagining. Oh, There's yeah. a picture of it. And I was dressed up like a woman, and she was dressed up like a woman. I don't remember you doing. I had a, I had a stripper hat on. Oh, that Sabrina hat. Okay. Yeah, Sammy, like, cross-dressed a lot for school. I see it. Yeah, so, I don't know what... There's a camera right here. Yeah. You see how happy So he had this, like, specific outfit for some theater class he was taking, and 
I don't know. That just got that fell into the mix too. So that's what he's referring to. <laughs> it was a very memorable show. Yeah. But so was the first Night Owl show for me too. Yeah. Was that Night Owl show the first time you played with Cameron? Yeah, there? it was the first time we played with Cameron. It was really mm-hmm. cool. And I don't know. There's it's not necessarily shows for me, it's moments. Like Well yeah. That like, I mean I only ask about shows because shows are, shows give people a reason to like memorize and remember a moment it mm-hmm. just, uh, just yeah it, totally. it'll just elevate the time frame which is why yeah mm-hmm. oh, totally yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely i feel i feel like there there will be more moments to come yeah well yeah, yeah. of course yeah. <laughs> totally don't doubt it or there will be none at all and this is it this yeah. is our last <laughs> performance Actually, fine. Let's just be honest. This is it right yeah. now. I'd be so angry. The acoustic angry performance at you. of the Kulas. <laughs> Cooler than Before the Kulas. Before we walk, walk into the ocean. So. The ocean. Yep. <laughs> With weights. It's the yeah. most poetic way to die. That's happened in the Awakening. That one book. Spoilers. It's a book. Spoilers. <laughs> it's an old spoilers. Book. Can can we like cut that like... out before for all the people who are listening? I mean, I feel like the rule for spoilers. <laughs> Ends after like not if it's a book two hundred years. Yeah, no, passed. that's that's <laughs> there's no limit to the spoiler limit. <laughs> we we can have an entire show dedicated to debating. Well, it's a great story. book. Well, now I don't want to read it. Well, I mean the whole thing is about dying. Thanks. So like <laughs> more spoilers. <laughs> read it, Kate Chopin. Yeah, thanks. Oh wow. Now we're gonna close with an angry song. <laughs> Wait, before you close. This topic is closed. (laughs) Where can people hear the music on the internet? In the future, if they have a TARDIS. There's a band camp. There's, yeah, all the music. I'm gonna say something. Okay. The the music is like, it's like done. Is it? Yes. We're like working on the final stages of this. Okay. So. Oh, I thought we mentioned, my bad. I thought she knew that. No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's... You didn't well, tell me. Yeah, well, now no. we have to record some guitar. Since I've so. seen you last, the, like... Yeah, the, which was, like, September? Was it? I don't know. Whoa, no, it no, couldn't it wasn't. be. It was November. O- it was October. October. No, yeah, it was October. What? It was October. Okay, I don't believe any of this, but, uh... Yeah, it's, like, basically almost done, so... Um, perhaps in what, like, um, how long? Who knows? That's not. Okay, there's no. <laughs> it could still be not saying. Still not saying. On uh, Bandcamp, we are N A H N E E N K U L A N A H N E N K U L A, and that's how you can remember that spelled the way it's spelled on the episode when you look at it to press play on oh no i don't know yeah, it's, it's gonna be blurred out don't like to read and don't want spoilers <laughs> basically yeah so either that or noninkula.com it's it's all gonna be it's all the same yeah anyway Dude, that's exciting i mean more for It'll you be exciting but also for me for when, me. It's, when it's like in a format where you can just put in your playlist and like when it's in spotify that's when it's done (laughs) you know that's it that's when i consider it done really yeah if it's not on spotify it's not done oh my goodness Uh uh-oh do 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 i mean obviously if it's on all the anti-spotify lords come and like that's funny because i don't i don't listen to spotify 
well, then it's not going to be done for you. No, if it, <laughs> if it was on vinyl, you know, if you have a physical hard copy of it on vinyl, then that's one thing. But considering that's not of, of the norm, um, it's, to what me, it's norm? not... Whose norm? Um, anyone, mine, who makes, anyone who makes their own music's norm. Yeah, anybody who's their own record label's norm. Unless they have more money or... I'm gonna win that Powerball. No, yeah, I, I, we basically talk about this every single time I talk to someone. It's like that no one is making records anymore just because they can't do it. They either can't afford it or just they don't want to wait another year. Because mm-hmm. of the amount of time of that it takes for for not only for the mastering down to vinyl. Oh, and you're, for you're the talking actual about actual, pressing. yeah, an actual record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but to me, it's done when when you can go on your computer and type it in and it's up and done. Once it's out there, once you press enter. But what if I did finish it and I just didn't give it to anyone? Then well, it's, it's done, done for then. you. Yeah, it's I guess. You. It's your You'd interpretation. You'd be like the, the, the Wu-Tang ah. Clan had only that, that one. Oh, the only, my God. The one. Wu-Tang. The one. Oh, That's goodness. your interpret. My oh, interpretation goodness. is that, or my feeling is that it's not done until you, until it's out of your hands. Until you can't make changes in the logic file. I have, oh my goodness. Yeah, I know, lock it down. I have, yeah, I don't have any, like, conception of what is, what's, what it means to be done. <laughs> nope. It's been done for, like, five years to her. I know. She's, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Can you play the last, the last close, close oh, okay. out? playing that song today oh no not that one i'm still <laughs> reeling from the fact that like you have this prog rock she does oh yeah part of you oh yeah that's great is it does it not is that not apparent it's not why not even with this song that we're gonna try and do an acoustic guitar it's not gonna be apparent it should just, just be on my face like crazy ass drums i mean there's some weird ass i guess you haven't seen the, the a latest show but there's some weird ass shit going on all right are we ready well yeah i mean as ready as all okay i am
sticky Thank you for listening to The Living Room. This week, our guest was Nanin Kula. They can be found online at naninkula.bandcamp.com. The Living Room was created by Lucas Cathy and Karina Taylor, recorded by Lucas Cathy, and produced by Hannah Mraz. We can be found online at facebook.com slash Podcast, and you can listen to us on iTunes or whatever podcast app you happen to use. If you would like to chat with us, email thelivingroompodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks, of course, goes to Henry Craft Linux recording her living room, our neighbors for not complaining about us, and you for listening. Mm-hmm.